Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018, and we're going to talk about things that happened in the last week in search. Um, we're going to go over some interesting stuff about a new thing that Google's doing that allows Google to just write articles. It sounds like old-style article spinning, um, but to me, this is something that's pretty scary in terms of where SEO is going in, in the future, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a neat uh, tip from um, Dan Schur for using a, a neat Chrome extension for keyword research. Um, this is something that uh, everybody wants to pay attention to. Uh, we'll talk about the latest algorithm updates because there were several in the last week, I believe. And um, quite a few other things. I'm going to give some uh, information as well on whether or not you should be including near me in the title tag for local searches. And we actually have a client that we did that for. And at the end of this episode, I'll share uh, the results of um, our experiment with that client. So first, let's start talking about algorithm updates. And I say this pretty much every episode, but uh, we know that Google makes up to three changes, maybe even more than three changes a day to their algorithm. Algorithm. However, every now and then they do one that's significant enough for us to take notice about. Um, and I believe that we actually had a couple of uh, significant algorithm updates over the last week. There was a mild one um, May 14th. I've had a number of people send me emails saying that their site had dropped uh, at that date. I'm still debating whether this is a link-related update. It does seem like there's more of a black hat component, although some of the sites that dropped on the 14th are not necessarily black hat. Um, so I'm going to be paying close attention to that over the next few weeks. But more significantly, there was some type of an update on uh, May 17th or May 18th of 2018. And uh, we saw a lot of sites that previously had seen changes with big algorithm updates. So uh, April 16th and April 30th were significant algorithm updates. And a lot of sites that saw movement on those days saw additional movement, either positive or negative, on May 17th and 18th. And I think that what Google's doing still is just tweaking their interpretation of quality. Um, we did see a few clients that had seen some nice improvements on May 18th. One example that I gave in the newsletter is uh, a site where we've been working on all sorts of on-site improvements, just trying to make the site better for users than um, all of their competitors. And we also filed a disavow, which um, I'm going to have more information in the upcoming weeks on my thoughts on disavowing. I know I've talked about it a little bit in the last little while, um, but we're starting to do more disavow work and actually seeing some positive results. So this was one client that we had filed a disavow a few months ago, they've been seeing just a gradual slow increase. Um, granted, we're doing stuff other than disavowing as well, so it's hard to say whether our disavow work is what um, uh, caused the uh, traffic gains for this site. And the other example that I gave in the newsletter is of um, uh, just a small business, uh, well not just a small business, but a small business, not a whole lot of traffic that they get, uh, but the traffic they do get converts really well. And uh, with this site, we haven't been doing any link building whatsoever. We've just been working on putting out content that best answers people's queries. And uh, they saw a nice boost up on May 17th as well. Um, I know that Glenn Gabe had tweeted about a number of sites that had seen either increases or decreases on May 17th as well. 
um, or the 18th. So it looks like this is shaping up to be a significant uh, update. Um, for those of you who are listening and wanting to know, you know, is your site affected by uh, these latest algorithm updates? Um, we have started to take some clients now for our algorithm update monitoring where we'll look at your analytics every week and tell you whether you've been affected by the latest updates. Uh, so that's something that um, if you're interested in that, you can reach me at mariehaines.com slash contact and uh, I'll get you uh, set up with that. Important for those of you who use WordPress, you need to make sure that you update manually. Apparently, uh, there was some type of a bug um, in version 4.9.3 that made it so that auto-updates can't happen. Um, so Google has sent out some notifications via Search Console, although not very many. Um, and uh, the warnings that Google sent out said that there's a severe bug that prevents automatic updates. So it's probably a good idea to go into your WordPress dashboard and just see if there's an update that's due and go ahead and, and run that. Um, a lot more people got some emails about mobile-first indexing. So mobile-first indexing, again, is where Google is going to get all of their information from the mobile version of your site. And uh, when that starts to happen, you could be seeing big changes because, um, especially if your mobile site is not exactly the same as your desktop site. So I received a bunch of emails saying that sites that we monitor in Google Search Console have been updated to mobile-first indexing. I would say it's less than 5% of all of the sites that we monitor. So if you haven't received a notification yet, don't panic. It doesn't mean necessarily that there's anything wrong with your site. Although the sites that are being moved over tend to be older sites where the desktop version is exactly the same as the mobile version. Uh, so if you haven't been moved yet, it could be a sign that maybe there's uh, a lack of um, parity between the two versions, but most likely you're just not part of the 95 plus percent of uh, websites that have, have not been moved over yet. Um, I put information on the newsletter on Rand Fishkin's new book, and I, I'm going to just keep uh, bragging about this book. It's it's fantastic. Even if you're not into uh, creating a startup, creating a business, you, you're going to find this thing fascinating. Um, on a little bit of an egotistical note, uh, the there was um, an article on QZ.com um, that published an excerpt from Rand's book, and uh, they actually uh, published the part um, where I mentioned. So that was kind of cool. So um, let's see what else we've got here now. We are now in our new office. So if those of you um, who are following us, uh, if you're in the Ottawa area and you want to um, work uh, for us, then we would love to have you. So um, feel free to contact me. Uh, we're actively hiring all the time. We're building a team that basically um, the majority of what we do is just help assess websites and determine where traffic has dropped and, and see if we can figure out uh, how to make improvements on those websites. And we do a, a really good job <laughs> with that, at least I think so. Um, let's talk a little bit about local SEO. Uh, there was a neat tweet by Greg Gifford, who if you're in the local space, you need to be following everything that Greg does. He's a very, very smart uh, local SEO. And uh, he gave a really good example of how to explain to clients the role that proximity has. And he said, use pizza delivery as an example. So, for example, if you are at work and you Google pizza delivery, you're going to have very different results, most likely, than if you Google the same thing at home. And it's because Google recognizes that when you're 
in a particular location, you want results from that location for a lot of local terms. Um, and proximity is a really, really big ranking factor. So if you're on the outskirts of the city and you're trying to rank for the middle of the city, in a lot of cases, that's going to be difficult to do. Uh, Google's coming out with yet another new service called Google Bulletin. We don't have a lot of information on this. I put this in the local SEO section, but it may not even be just related to local SEO. Um, Google Bulletin, it looks like they're trying to do some type of a Twitter competitor um, where you can just post uh, very short uh, what we would call tweets now. Um, we'll pay attention to that. Who knows whether it's going to be a ranking factor, uh, whether it's going to be another Google Plus where everybody has to use it for SEO reasons, but nobody actually wants to use it. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that for you. A few other things that we've just mentioned in the paid version of the newsletter um, we'll talk about here. One is that in the future, Chrome is going to stop actually giving you the secure label. So you know in the browser, um, in your bar, it will have the green padlock and say secure if you're an HTTPS site. They're actually going to make it the default that it's secure and only label the sites that are HTTP and only when you're actually filling in a form, you'll get a little pop-up that says not secure. Um, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this, but it was on Chrome's blog. So again, something we'll, we'll keep an eye on. Um, really, if you're not HTTPS, you really should consider switching. I know I've scared a lot of people. I have an article on all the things that can go wrong when you switch to HTTPS. The reality is though that most sites that do make that switch um, do absolutely fine. You may see a slight decrease in traffic for um, a few days or even a few weeks if you're a big site. Uh, but overall, HTTPS is the way to go. There's a question in one of the help hangouts uh, that we, we've covered something similar in the past, but it's about a site. Uh, somebody had three different websites, all with the same code base, all the same style, all the same products, um, but they're just marketed in slightly different ways. And it was interesting to see John Mueller's response because he said that you have to be careful that that doesn't get into the realm of doorway pages. And um, if you're having very, very similar websites, one of the things that John said is that they could choose to demote all of these sites in search. So we see this all the time, just sites that um, have created, uh, you know, little niche sites to try to further market their products. And sometimes you could be shooting yourself in the foot. So um, you really, in most cases, want to um, put all of your effort into one big fantastic site uh, and be careful that you're not um, creating doorway pages or essentially just pages that were created uh, just for ranking reasons, but really there's no benefit to searchers uh, to go to just that site as opposed to your main site. There's some interesting stuff in the newsletter about who is data. Um, we've talked a lot about GDPR in the last uh, few weeks, and it looks like it's really going to mess up how who is data is uh, displayed. And there may be a period of time of perhaps six months or so where we actually don't have any access to who is data. So who is data is the um, information on who owns a domain name. Um, in a lot of cases, those are already protected. Uh, but I think there's going to be some confusion, especially if we're trying to purchase domains. Who knows? Hopefully it'll cut down on the spam that we get from people who are wanting to publish guest posts and things like that. Uh, but I think this is going to be something uh, to keep an eye on as well. A um, few more things. Let's talk about Google spinning articles. 
there was this article that came out from Google Brain where uh, they're learning to take information from different articles across the web and stitch them together to form one comprehensive article. Now that sounds kind of like old style article spinning from years ago, but here's why it frightens me. We talked last week about how Google is trying to use machine learning to be able to answer questions that nobody's ever asked before. And so let's say, you know, somebody asks for information on how to unclog a toilet in, uh, in your city, and maybe you're a plumber and you used to rank number one for, for that term. Well now, or not now, but at least in the future, what Google may be doing is machine learning information from all of the articles it has access to on toilets and putting together a full article on how to unclog a toilet and never sending someone to your website or to any other website. That's kind of scary, right? Now, people could argue, well, Google's just stealing information from your website, but it's the same as it exists in featured snippets now. Um, so, you know, I think, I think we have to be really careful. Um, if you're creating a website that relies on, uh, you know, Google for, <laughs> for traffic, uh, Google's trying to find ways to keep everybody on Google. Um, so this is something, I mean, there's not a whole lot we can do right now other than continue to produce the best content possible. Um, and if your content isn't great, you know, Google could be replacing it with their own content, which is stolen from other people's content. So again, something we'll watch unfold. Let's talk a little bit about this tip from Dan Schur. He gave a really neat tip on a Chrome extension, um, called keywords everywhere that you can use and it's free. I installed it myself. Um, you can put in your main keyword and then it scrapes the people also search for, um, that may be, you know, that's technically against Google's terms of service. So use that at your own risk. I think if you're doing the occasional check, uh, for keyword research, then that's, uh, something useful. So, you know, I, th I think there's probably very little risk in uh, using the tool a couple of times. Um, but what you can do is, so if I was doing an article on the disavow tool, I put in, um, I search for disavow tool and then this Chrome extension will tell me, oh, you know, this people also ask for, uh, from the search results, things on Google search console on, you know, there's a whole list of different things that people also ask for. So when I'm making my article on the disavow tool, I want to be sure that I include all of those related terms because those are the terms that Google thinks is related. Um, and so that's, uh, that's a really great way to, um, incorporate keyword research into your writing for SEO purposes. And finally, let's talk about near me. Um, so uh, most of you have probably seen, I mean, I know there are some businesses that have actually changed their business name. There was one called Signs Near Me um, so that they could rank better for these near me searches because this is, especially on mobile, this is what we're seeing. Lots of people searching for pizza near me or something near me. So we had a client that um, was quite active in the local space and they were seeing competitors uh, putting near me in their title tags. Now, there was a lot of discussion this week of people saying, you know, that's really not what's best for users. It's probably not recommended. However, we gave it a try with one of our clients. And so what we did was we had them actually put near me in the title tag. And you'll see in the newsletter, uh, at least if you're a paid member of the newsletter, that um, this client saw increases almost across the board for near me searches. And, uh, it really does seem to be helping. I mean, it's only one case. Uh, so we can't, uh, you know, we'll hopefully we'll get to do that on a few other clients. But, uh, at this point I would say, go ahead and put near me in your title tags. 
Um, do you put near me or near you? I would put near me because that's what people are searching for. And who knows, maybe Google will turn down the dial on how effective that is. But for now, it's something that I would actually recommend doing. And that's all we have for now. So most of you who are listening to this probably already know that we are live in iTunes and also Google Play Music. And so you should be getting a new episode every Tuesday or perhaps Wednesday to keep you updated on the latest in search. Um, You can also find me out on YouTube and uh, I do a live recap where you can chime in and ask questions as well. Um, And we usually do that every uh, Wednesday or Tuesday as well. Um, So I hope uh, you have a great week. I hope that uh, the latest algorithm updates have not hurt your site. And I wish you all the best for the week to come.